Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrew, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision-making. I'm here with Chris Ragg, Peter Coghill and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. And this week we're discussing Nick's new frying pan. I haven't been this excited in a long time, Nick. Let's hear all about oh, it. Oh, it's joyous. Did you yeah. go cast iron? Has it got Teflon? Is it no, big? Is it I, small? I wish it... It, no, I know everyone is like cast iron pan mad, but I have, um, having now tried to cook an omelette um, yeah. for about a year yeah. and never successfully having got it out of my pan, um, I decided... Up. To, yeah, I decided... <laughs> it's still there. I decided to go for a non-stick, I'm afraid. What? But... It was a Le Creuset, so it was oh. preposterously expensive yeah. and extremely good. And at the same time, I got one of those um, spatulas, those silicon spatulas yeah. that these chefs use. Yeah. And oh, it is it's an your absolute life. joy. It's so nice. You move the eggs around and they move. You push them and they move. They move to where you're trying to make them move. They don't just sit there. <laughs> and, and they don't fall apart. And, no, yeah. it really is a, a life changer. And now I can make omelettes. I can make delicious fried eggs without you know, having how to scrape did- them off. I, I, this might sound rhetorical, but it's not. How did anyone do fried eggs before? Kind of right. thing. Because well, we I have, think we the have, problem got, here is yeah, you. Well, we know we've got some old uh, non-stick in inverted commas. I'm doing air quotes here. Yeah. Non-stick frying pans, but they, the non-stick has, has uh, over stick? the course of about twenty years lost its uh, non-stick characteristics. Okay. So they basically stick frying pans, <laughs> especially when it comes to eggs. Um, and uh, it really, you know, made me think, well, you know, this was not, um, not a, it's not cheap, a Le Creuset uh, non-stick frying pan. We're talking above 100 quid, right? Really? Jesus. But it is bloody worth it. I mean, I'm going to have that pan penny. for, I'm going to have that pan for, you know, 20 years, more. Possibly. Don't put it in the dishwasher. Um, so we're talking about, you know, a five or a year for what is essentially a flipping brilliant frying pan. Yeah. And um, flipping brilliant, is, uh, and well, indeed, and and I'm, I just the joy of of being able to do that is so easy, it's so nice, and it just made me think. Well, look, do we spend um, like that's not very not a great deal of money if you think about the length of a frying pan will be in your house. Do we spend too much money on big things and not enough on like the small things? So how the little pleasures in life of having a nice frying pan. Um, you know, do we do we neglect them too often in pursuit of things like a new car? Brilliant question. Yes, um, I was about to say that's a, a it's actually quite a lot to spend on a, a little pleasure, but it's as you've explained, really, it's not really if we compare it to like a, a house or a car or something. It means the obvious the obvious direction at this moment seems to be to ask each of us what's the one small thing in your life that you know has really changed things for you um and then i guess we can launch into the i mean we could do that at the end but let's do it now okay uh chris you look like you're ready to leap out and well and, not really not not especially oh. but I'm, I'm 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 sort of picturing nick's uh nick's eggs floating around his his uh his, <laughs> his frying pan like it like an air air hockey table or, or like it is su- exactly like super that. super conductive that's you know, exactly what it's like you, you tilt the pan by you know half of a degree yeah. and all of the yeah, eggs all slops down the other side that sounds yeah. brilliant yeah. Yeah. yeah and and i would i would say that um i am with nick having we've also um well actually we we inherited some uh quality frying pans from my uh, from my mother and they they are 
revolutionary and de- you know decent frying pans are so much better than not decent frying pans the mm. gulf in, in quality is 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 huge and it seems very undervalued but if um if i were thinking about uh something that i paid quite a lot of money for. hold on before you do i want to hear yeah. more about these pans that you inherited are they le crusade type things i mean what uh, is it that distinguishes them yeah i think one is a le crusade um uh sort of non-stick thing and it is it is literally that that um, things like omelettes or you know um, pancakes or whatever that, that just the way they they there is no issue about right. you know turning it and so it must turn so it into a much fr- more relaxing cooking experience stress free yeah but it's better it cooks better quality like yeah, it's the pancakes the pancakes kind of um, they just cook more cleanly across the board you know you get this this real sort of distribution of the heat and, nice. and so on out nice. of interest what kind of pancake are we talking is it as kind of oh not, an, not an american no, crepe. No, 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 uh, yeah trove tuesday right pancake. so let's hear sorry i interrupted you pancake. you were going to say well this is what well, i, I was did just say, there was a recent purchase that, that i made which um isn't isn't necessarily a sort of utilitarian one so it's not like oh that's so much more but you know the functioning of it is so much better than another. But it was a pair of um, a pair of trainers. Um, so I bought a pair of um, mm. Vans trainers, high tops, mm. um, and uh, they basically I bought them because they reminded me of the Marty McFly trainers. Ah, oh, cool. Except his aren't actually high tops. Everybody thinks, oh yeah, you know, you picture Marty McFly running around mm. in high tops, but they're not. They're, which they're, which one? Back to the Future or Back to the Future the, the, the Two? Original. Yeah, Back to the Future Two is obviously. Right. I think where the where the the confusion comes yeah. in because he's got those um, those future future yeah. trainers, hasn't he? But well, um, past trainers now. Yeah, it was well, twenty fifteen. That's, that's true. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, but I bought them, and um, I, I've always been like I, I, I used to hate Sex in the City, or rather, I used to hate that whole ethos around it of you know um, the, the the kind of cult of shoes, you know, mm. and, and, and I thought this is just preposterous shoe, you know, especially shoes that are not practical or comfortable. But I've now sort of got this pair of shoes that I get a huge amount of pleasure mm. from just sort of looking at on my <laughs> on my feet and just you know and it's totally true you know they're, they're like are you wearing them right now no no, no they, these are Vans but these oh, are okay. not they, these are not the the, the I must the say ones, you're looking but... quite natty oh well thank yeah. you yeah, yeah. <laughs> no those are are they quite new those shoes you, you yeah are... I bought them at the same time I went right. basically <laughs> I went into the, I went into the Vans shop mad. and and That's the it. and the tore me up there were yeah there were these like. Game Four teenagers cash. in yeah. in the van shop. Um, Did they say something at... like, "Are you here to buy shoes for your grandson?" Yeah. <laughs> no, they were they were all like, uh, you know, ogling these these shoes. Yeah. And but the shop, the you know, the, the 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 shop attendant basically just sort of kind of was you know keeping an eye on them, making sure they weren't stealing them, but basically ignoring them. And then I waltzed in, you know, and he was company like, company director, yeah, exactly. if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, he was like, ah. Oh, I think I know just the shoes for you. Um, so and he yeah, was right. That, that are was they, my... Chris, are they a little young for you? Oh, undoubtedly. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, I, you know, you sort of think, you look at that guy in his, you know, his open top car with his leather jacket on and his mm. you know, Ray-Bans, and you think, I'm never going to be that guy. And then I was like, oh, yeah, but these things are are brilliant. I'm yeah, just... maybe I could be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> What's maybe. wrong with me? Man? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah that was that was me my van's high tops nice uh peter so yeah this is a concept that's not new to me i've i've been a bit a big fan of what i call sort of small real life pleasures for a long long time Mm. uh but i my, my the scale of mine 
I, it goes down a notch even less, <laughs> even, even further. So, so a, a really good example is when you've been doing some washing up, hmm. and you sort of you suddenly become aware of how scabby your washing up yeah. sponge is. It's been maybe okay. been in service for a couple of weeks, a month, in service, and it's and it's looking a bit tired. <laughs> uh, so you and it's, it's such an easy thing to do is to have a stock of them. You can buy them in, in sort of twenty at a time. In yeah. shops, in shops, in shops. You buy yeah. them in shops. Well, I buy mine on Amazon, but mm. I get them in lots of them. But then just changing the sponge oh, revolutionises the washing up experience and makes it so much better. I feel happy just hearing you describe yeah. so, it. So, but it, other you know, other examples are like finally you know like washing the windows or something, so you could suddenly things become clearer. Mm. Or uh, a big, I'm a big fan of um, wiping my sort of working desk space so i sort of get okay. a wet rag wipe the monitors the keyboard and clean and those it are, those are sort of tasks aren't they or those are like existing items or things that you well have i've got a bit, a which, bit of which, a which, I think, which i think is mm. is similar to why we like you know it's touching on the same kind of thing as why we like yeah. a, a really good product yeah because yeah. like, wait wait hold on hold yeah, on let, let's, other, other, other yeah. recent examples purchase wise because so far it just sounds like really mundane boring stuff that you enjoy doing because it's something I do a sponge I don't enjoy the lifetime yeah, yeah, exactly. enjoy the but so the clean like cleaning the windows don't necessarily enjoy doing it but the result is fantastic for the cost the cost of doing yeah. it yeah but re- big recent purchases so um uh well relatively recent purchases so I I tend to go through uh, I go through periods of standardising my socks. So, so <laughs> oh I, so I, what have we let so I, I, well, I, one thing I hate doing is the, t- the 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 I don't mind hanging up the laundry or putting the laundry on. The task I hate the most is putting the laundry away once it's dry. Okay. And the thing I hate the most about that task is pairing up socks. Yes. So, um, I, I'm I'm due for a bit of a refresh soon, but I tend to buy, uh. Big I wonder bolts, what that smell big was. Big bolts yeah. of socks. So I'll yeah. buy 200, 250 quid's worth of socks. What? At that, one. How many socks? more are... socks than anyone could. Yeah. But they, but, uh, they, that but keep you going for all your life. I, I, I buy a few pairs. Do you bin all the other socks? Yeah, and then bin all the, all the oh, socks, God, like Gabby Peter. ones. So that, so that all my socks are then the same. So there's no question about pairing. You just pair. Ah. I remember when they brought out these socks about 10 years ago with the coloured That's what I have. That's what I do. Yeah. yeah. And, and and the argument that they made was, well, this makes it easier to find the pairs. Yeah, no, and, and I was like, but the, it, you'd only need to find the pairs because you put stupid different colours on them. Yes, exactly. Like, why right. can't I have an orange toe and a blue toe together? Yeah. In yeah, the old yeah. days, they would just be black so, socks. Now, so, it's, my, so my strategy is I go on a sock scout and I buy different types of socks, <laughs> try them out for a few months, see which ones I like the most. And, and then, then take them back to the shop if you don't like them. Well, no, just, uh, just, they just go into like the, the junk socks collection, which is growing, <laughs> obviously. It's a skip. Yeah, well-known skip. Now, now, now I, well known so now I have settled on a, a make and a style of sock that I like for basically everything. <laughs> I will now go and buy maybe 10 pairs of that sock, um, and yeah. that will do me for five to ten years okay i mean we're we're just so unsurprised aren't we um yeah it does seem very petery it's absolutely spot on. i've got to say socks though are are another item like putting mm. on new socks I, I i sometimes think if i was a you know gazillionaire mm. that i i would just have a new pair of socks every, every day every day yeah That's what... so i i have um i want to talk about some, i've got some data no but i want to talk about my favorite thing oh go on then okay and you're gonna like it as well all right by the way socks i 
I have many pairs, but for about 11 months of the year, if not more, I never wear socks. Even actually, in December, I don't wear socks. As you can see, I'm... I'm Sockless. I'm, in my village, they call me flip-flop. That's what they call me, because... In even your it, little village in, in Guatemala. It, <laughs> <laughs> so listen, you're going to like this, Nick. So Go I on. do have a small thing in my life, which gives me an enormous... There's an, no way to talk about your wife. <laughs> no, so you're going to like this. Okay, I I was here once in a podcast recording, okay, and you did something that made me just go, yes, I like right, that. Right, I'd okay. love to know what it is. What it is, out of your pocket, it, right? you got yourself um, an extendable back scratcher, okay, and yeah, he's reaching for one, and there it there is. It is. Oh, it's the and, on the and sofa. He, yeah, and he started scratching his back oh, exactly as you're doing good. now. Okay, now I often get quite an itchy back. Okay, and I saw this, and I thought, yes. And that same day, I went onto Amazon, um, and I bought myself. Oh, you get something like five for a quid really or five for a fiver. Yeah, we and, don't want to hear about it. <laughs> and and. If I don't have it with me, but I take it everywhere. And in fact, if I'm going away for the weekend, I will. There's only at least two things that I make sure I've got to have those two things. And it's toothbrush and a back scratcher. If I got my back scratcher with me, I am happy. Okay, what I love I, what it. I'm very pleased about is all of these examples fit very nicely into this taxonomy that I've developed. Mm, mm. And bear, and bear in mind that this is primarily anecdotal, right? Because there's not really data on what people get find pleasurable. So you have to do things like look at um, Reddit threads called what's better than sex and stuff like that <laughs> okay. but having looked at a number of these now and boiled them down i think we basically there's i think there's basically five things right which um are uh the stuff that people consider to be essentially either cheap or free or just you know relatively easy to get pleasures hmm. and they are First of all, sleep. I can't boil, I can't put that in another category. It's as simple as that. As okay. humans, we need to get some good sleep and people love a good sleep. Yeah. Um, second, physical relief. So this is where the old scratching an itch comes mm. in, right? But also a really good wee or a good poo, you know, we've all we've all been there. You know that there's that line, isn't there, in Glen Gary Glen Ross where he says did you ever take a shit which made you feel feel like you've slept for 10 hours, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, or, or a good, uh, you know, good sneeze, um, you know, after after you've been wanting to sneeze. So there's that, but also things like a cold drink when you're when you're feeling hot or yeah. a, a nice meal when you're hungry. Um, but also I would put into this category the removal of a painful condition. So, uh, you know, I you get surgery or you get that, you know, the tooth uh, out which has been bothering you or... The, um, you know, in my case, I go for microsuction for my ears every six months and it's wonderful. What? They get rid of, well, they get rid of the wax oh, by wow. sucking it out with a hoover and it's I like, oh, this was a thing. Joyous. Right. So then I would put all, almost, uh, I considered putting these in the same category, but I think they're different, which is sort of strategic life level relief. This is quitting a bad job or mm. quit, or getting, or, you know, dumping someone uh who is annoying or um mm. you know uh, uh, or, or or one of the key ones this crops up all the time on these lists mm. something that you're dreading gets cancelled mm. you know a meeting you really don't want to have to go to is cancelled or you know which is wonderful but also having you know removing the sort of financial worries about about things you mm. know getting rid of essentially removing uh, sort of dread yeah. i think all of that boils into removing dread removing an annoying mentally annoying Whereas the last one is sort of physical. This one is sort of mentally annoying things get removed. Mm. Um, finishing stuff. Mm. Uh, I think I would put... I think, I'm feeling really relaxed now just yeah. listening to this whole yeah. all this so list. Getting, yeah, uh, having your house cleaned. 
but yeah. also doing a task. Just simply getting a thing off your to-do list mm. is a really nice feeling. And finally, um, uh, is freedom. Uh, now, into this category, I would put uh, some diverse sounding things, but I think they belong together. Mm. First of all, going to bed after a hard day, knowing mm. you don't have to get up the next day. Mm. Um, uh, going home, playing a computer game, raining outside, mm. patter of rain on the mm. windows, nice music playing. Uh, or driving down an empty road, possibly in the south of France, with some music playing. Mm. Uh, you know, that basically freedom. Like, I don't have to be anywhere mm. and I can do what I want. So there we are. So just to summarise, sleep, freedom, finishing stuff off, and mental relief and physical relief would be my five things. And then we can talk about what, what our strategy should be, like how what we could recommend to people what's a good way of getting one of those things but hold on where does our things like our back scratches and pans fit physical into all relief this? physical relief for that one and in the case of a, a pan i would say i put it into the relief category because yeah. uh, it is I basically it be... removing a nuisance the nuisance being my eggs were sticking and they're no longer sticking and it's like that is exactly like scratching an itch to me maybe it's it like... should be like strategic life stuff though it should be in there change jobs well, should pads. we should we do more you know. of that and less of the you know buying a new sponge yeah. but it but i think i think it is interesting if you think about it before we move off yeah basically i think a lot of the things we talked about actually come down to removing a nuisance yeah they're not oh great this pan is brilliant and that takes me up a level mm. it's very much I'm now in the pan I used, club. yes yeah. i used to be annoyed by eggs and i'm not now i'm not annoyed by them anymore and that feels like a relief to me um so i want i'm not quite sure where we're going with the discussion do you know what we've been talking quite a while already but i'm really enjoying it i want to hear from uh chris and then peter take it whichever way you want to go yeah well i was just thinking this idea of um sort of uh you know whether something is removing a, a, a an annoyance or increasing a pleasure I feel like that's almost, I, I haven't explored it mentally, but I feel like that's almost um, uh, a false distinction in, in, in some way. That, that, you know, pleasure is, you know, it's difficult to, to think, well, how much, how much more unsticky could my frying pan get? You know, is that improving things? No, it's, it, you know, it's, it's not. But I, so I sort of feel like the absence of, of, um, pain is is in essence the kind of um the manifestation of play you know they're 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 on they're on a spectrum but and it's i definitely rather remove a pain yeah, than have a pleasure I, I, but they're, they're right, different what? though because sorry to interrupt i have i would like to venture um especially as there's no women here who've had amongst us who've had children right i would like to say i think i've been in more pain than anyone in this room okay because you've had a, i've i've had because I have had it, no. Because I've had so many accidents, and one of them, you know, my arm's broken really badly. And my point is this: I think there is a difference because I remember thinking and lying in a world of pain and thinking, you know, once this is gone, life is going to be so good, yeah. and I'm I will forever um, appreciate not being in pain. Mm. But the reality is, of course, is that when it goes away, you just go back to your normal grumbles normal. and stuff. So I think there's a difference between not having pain and experiencing something that's pleasure. Yeah. And and I suppose I suppose the other thing is, is about sort of perception. And so if you're, you know, if you're searching for if you're searching for value, you know, you probably want to find the things that, um, you, you know, if you want to find your simple pleasures that you can you can afford and that are going to give you a disproportionate pleasurable effect or you know disproportionately remove 
uh, discomfort. You want to find the things that that are particular to you that aren't to other people, you know. So you, you want to sort of look for, like Peter and his, and his socks, it might be other people don't get as much pleasure out of socks. So Peter can, you know, buy his his maximum amount of pleasure in that field because most people you know aren't aren't sort of um sock aren't oriented intri- yeah aren't, aren't sock orientated but it is, exactly. for me though it's the absence of the pain in the bum of pairing you're wearing your socks in the wrong place by the way <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's the it's the pairing issue is a major driver for me yeah well, but i think and, but I mean, also the, 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 the convenience of having socks because you know, i hate cotton socks because they're always uncomfortable um, so ne- nobody buy me socks, please, for God's sake, don't buy me socks because I will just not wear them. It sounds like you've got enough, to be honest. So I um, yeah, yeah, but it's like having a finding a nice, comfortable pair that I can then also just have the convenience of not having to worry about pairing them when I yeah, yeah. silk stockings. Probably, just by the way, I wouldn't have normally brought this up, but you've got some sort of logo or something on the bottom of your socks, Peter. Yeah, well, and yes, I have also, one. so those need to be paired first of all. Second, this is well, no, he's, he might have another two hundred identical. Pairs. Yeah, but they're yeah. all identical. Ah, but so presumably the the text does the text there, there is a left they, and a right. No, these aren't a, these aren't these aren't left. What and do they right say? Dan, Danish endurance. Yeah, these are these are nice merino sports socks. And they're by the way, for late lovely. September, where as we record this, it's really hot to be wearing socks like that. Anyway, I'm 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 getting too oh, hung up got, on the I've sock. Got, I've got a sock theory, which well, that's not yeah, a podcast. But another podcast, I think. Uh, <laughs> Look, I, Peter, are we drilling into what makes happiness happen, or are well, we just talking well, about? Well, socks? I think an interesting, <laughs> interesting thing from your analysis: none of those sort of pleasure centers, pleasure taxonomy centers, generators, ge- yeah. generators are about owning a thing. That's right. They're not like oh, uh, nobody said. Oh, buying a new iPhone makes me extremely happy. Yeah. And none of them are about sort of like social notoriety or being famous or anything like that. Yeah. Maybe saying, oh, I had my, you know, I, uh, uh, my Instagram video went viral or that. I'm, and therefore in, intrinsically happy as a result of that. It's all about just sort of, as you say, removing displeasure. Or removing I mean, and so is the implication that we ought to spend more time removing. Uh, well, as I said, you know, I think this is, comes down to kind of removing nuisances primarily. Like mm. It feels like that's the first thing to do. Should we spend more time doing that and less time trying to be, you know, YouTube influencers or, yeah. and stuff? Yeah, new yeah, cars, but, but, holidays. This is, where, I mean, this is where the distinction I, I feel sort of is difficult because m- maybe, right, anonymity is the displeasure, right? And fame is the removal of anonymity, right? But, or you could say, well, they're chasing, fa- you know, they're trying to go up a level, you know, that, that uh, I don't, I, I yeah, don't Yeah, I, I, I see dis- why it's problematic, yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, like, you know, if, if, if something is, it is, how can you tell, what's the difference between really wanting to do something and desiring to remove the desire to do that thing? Right. So, so, you know, if you are, if you want to be famous and you're not, it feels like a pain, you know, I'm sitting here bothered by this weight of not being famous. So, you know, becoming famous is the removal of that weight. Um, Mm. I agree. Well, look, do you want to know what actually makes people happy? I I do. But before you do, I mean, we we need to start sort of moving towards a conclusion. Well, I was about to do that. Brilliant. What makes people actually happy? Right. What does the evidence suggest? Tricky because... You, there just is not the data for, you know, people are happier if they have tidied up in the kitchen before going to bed. There isn't that kind of level of data. But in general, wealth mm. and health 
are like the two big predictors of happiness. You can explain most of happiness with those two things. Um, but also uh, learning stuff, becoming okay. more skilled at things seems to... Now, that could be because it leads to wealth or health. But, you know, there are those things. Uh, being employed and doing something useful, creating stuff, just having a job. Um, but environment seems to be quite important as well. So, you know, having... a uh, having and this comes down to Peter and his uh, clean windows. I think you know living in a place that is orderly and nice seems to be a predictor of happiness. Another key thing is social inclusion. Mm. You know, being being involved in social activities. So, so I think I'm I'm veering towards uh, a strategy here, life strategy. Yeah, and I would say it's this: first of all, remove small nuisances at little cost. But also, if you can do that in a way that promotes one of these drivers of life satisfaction yeah. even better yeah you know so if if you can uh if if waiting for a bus annoys you uh just walk mm. it's only 10 minutes walk for mm. goodness sake do that and then that's going to help you in on the health front as well yeah um and physical activity also a driver of happiness so i think i think that's it i think you know a cheap way of making your life happy life better is to is to do uh is to remove nuisances and try and do it in a way that gives you one of those things. That's the kids kicked out. Of the well, door. yeah. Um, so um, I've got a question that I want to ask, which actually ties in nicely with what you've just said there. However, before I do, any last comments? Anything to say? I was, I was just going to say that I'm quite interested in the commoditization of of um, happiness, but particularly within objects like purchased objects, you know, and that um, actually that that sort of pleasure may in part not be related to the to quality of the of the thing itself so if you look at something like um you know wine tasting or food food tasting in general you know our kind of our kind of working assumption is that the um the flavor is in the food right the flavor is not in the food the flavor is kind of caused by the food but is generated by our brain right mm. and and so you know that this act of of sort of buying something expensive and supposedly nice tasting in in and of itself contributes to the the nice taste of that thing it's why visual inspection of wine is the first taste is with the eyes exactly has an influence over the flavor and you can eat you know you can tell people about uh you know you can influence people's perception of flavor by mm. you know preloading them with with information and it's and nice so to read the label and <laughs> nice oh, to yeah. read a story All that kind of stuff. yeah I, so, my rule with wine is i only buy bottles of wine where the label looks like an invite to a party i would go to <laughs> that's a good one yeah <laughs> so but my point is that essentially by buying something that is supposedly better quality just that act in itself helps create some quality and some pleasure within within the object so um so yeah you know it's a, an argument for going out there and, and buying stuff yeah quite peter anything to say before my question um no i just just add the the the, the kind of delayed pleasure definitely works so i wouldn't want to replace my sponge every day because then I wouldn't I'd miss out yes. on the rack, you on wait the, till you're yes. a billionaire well no you then you'll be even, getting a sponge even, every no, minute even then because I'd miss out on that sort of step change in quality yeah. from yeah. a scary yeah, yeah. sponge to a to a really good and that comes back to your point about like the more displeasure you remove the better it is and maybe it's 
you know, it's more satisfying yeah. to save all. Not of that actually, money. and I'm, I'm sorry to string this out, but there's actually evidence very much in support of what Peter's saying in that um, uh, people's improvements. So we know that the level, for example, of wealth is mm. a key driver of happiness, but mm. also improvements in wealth so relative, improve yeah. happiness more than um than the you know just the level you winning the lottery right exactly than, yeah. so i think peter's what peter's suggesting is that you need to string it out over a long period of time there's no good just buying you can't just buy one really good sponge every year mm. uh, but at the same time you don't want to just always have a new sponge you yeah. in order to enjoy that improvement you've got to string the improvement out yeah. over as long a period as you can yeah so i think a new sponge a day it might be the optimal but we'll find out we'll find out we'll test that i think yeah you can't have a good sponge without the evil sponge first. No. Yeah, yeah. No, what uh, is, you know... But also, how without, evil do you want it? Okay, question. Yeah. I want a moment from you. A yeah. moment. I want a moment where you... Where, where not only were you happy, and it, it was probably probably a sensory thing, right? It was probably a sensual thing. But not only a moment where you, where you were just in bliss, okay? Yeah. But you realised that you were yeah. in bliss, right? Um, I want you to think about that. Okay, and, and, I, can, I can I can give you that. Go for it. Yeah, I, I mean, it's uh, it was about um, five years ago. We were going on holiday in Switzerland, mm. and um, it had been a very long drive, mm. uh, and we finally got to Switzerland uh, to our place where we were staying, which had a swimming pool, mm. and it was pretty luxurious. It was mm. an Airbnb, and it was um, it was they had like an ice making machine in the Ooh, bar wow there was a bar in this place it yeah. was awesome but we got there very hot day immediately removed all my clothes and jumped in the pool yes. and it was like this is this is how life should be all yeah. the time of course if it was like that all the time i wouldn't have enjoyed it as much exactly exactly uh peter or chris yeah so uh, mine is a removal of pain example so i've got terrible back problems that go back many years uh and a more recent problem I developed was after a terrible mountain bike crash. And so I had a big crash and I probably nearly killed myself actually, but okay. didn't. And I developed this sort of, this sort of big, what felt like a big sort of rock in the middle of my back, uh, top middle, so between the shoulder blades. Jesus. That built up uh, over a course of about two months. Yeah. Uh, just the, the tension in my neck and back was getting worse and worse and worse. Um, and uh, I was, seeing a physiotherapist and uh, uh it, it sort of suddenly one session suddenly got much better yeah and it was he was doing a bit of manipulation and a bit of stretching and mm. i just i had I, the, the thing literally clicked back into place wow. something clicked and it 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 hurt like hell at the time but instantly after oh, i feel relieved just much hearing better it. Yeah. And since then, I've been able to sort of reproduce that kind of when it starts t- tensing up again, which it does all the time. Mm. I can there's some floor exercises I can do and sort of force a gentle click, and it just is. Well, really... a lot of people say that you know you never do anything that might risk back pain because it will mm. dog you for your oh, entire yeah. life. Back, 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 back. Yeah. Having suffered from it for twenty odd odd years mm. back pain is a, a really and you would probably if you there was a magic wand that you could yeah. wave it would be removed the back yeah. pain forget about the billion pounds yeah the back no, pain exactly. would come yeah. first no, yeah that's true that's true um yeah well interestingly if you uh, apparently if you ask um people to remember a happy memory um a lot of the time they will come up with something that involves being uh outdoors 
uh, being with friends and it being in their childhood. That those are the the three sort of um, interesting things that people often conjure up in a, in a happy memory. So with that in mind, I think one of the things I I uh, is when uh, you were on your own. <laughs> yeah, when, last I, week. when I was on my own in a cellar <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as an elderly man. That's right. um, that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. None of those stupid children around. No, I remember. I, I remember a, um, an occasion as about I don't know an eight or nine year old uh, being having a. Um, having a backy on somebody's bike yeah. and going through the these trees and it just being like a, you know we were totally out of control and should have been terrified but it was just it felt alive I, it, it, it felt alive exactly it was just that sense of like this is this is brilliant and i guess yeah. the soundtrack would be something like the safety dance by men without that's hats, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's got to be the late 1980s at yeah. The time. Yeah. yeah um there are some you know i'll say mine there's some sort of you know commonalities amongst these but mine is um july i think it was um 1999 i was in brazil at the time and it was right at the end of my time in brazil so there was a certain sort of uh um sadness melancholy. A certain melancholy about it or saudade as they say in brazil and um i was I, one of the last weekends there i was with friends um and we'd gone to this part of brazil where you can hire buggies um or someone will drive you around these dune buggies and so for about two i wish i could be more succinct when i speak um so do we <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> i have to listen to the yeah. back to this when i'm bloody editing by the way um <clears throat> yes yeah, so dune buggies in this and they do have dunes in this part of brazil couple of mates few like, a load of mates zooming along we'd had a wonderful day outside glorious sunshine and i was sitting on the back of this buggy okay um and just breezing along this highway that's overlooking the atlantic um palm trees it'd been a wonderful day oh, i'm feeling happy yeah and i was sitting going. next to my uh, girlfriend at the time my new girlfriend Who was she? What's and she i was deeply in love with what her was she, called? she was she was called karina um and um that's your wife it is karina. my wife's name yeah <laughs> that's adorable and, yeah and um and um what are the chances of meeting two i know it, it, it's made life so time, much easier yeah. i tell you it made life so much easier but i remember i remember the moment and just thinking this is just such a wonderful day a wonderful yeah. moment and i also remember thinking i would be happy to die right now well because thank goodness you did yeah but, and i was just so happy so well that, you that's know I feel, I feel i feel happier having listened to all of this yeah, and i hope too. our listeners do too exactly exactly so we'll wrap up there as always Thank you for listening. If you've any thoughts or suggestions for topics, you can email us at podcast at We'd love to hear from you. Also, if, you, if you've enjoyed the podcast, um, what should you do, Chris? Uh, you should um, smash the like button with your very expensive frying pan in a, in a slapstick comedy way. Indeed you should. Thanks for listening. I'm Fraser McGrew. We've been here with Peter Cockhill, Nick Hare and Chris Ragg of Aleph Insights. Until next time, goodbye.